Welcome to the Ben Wade Podcast, where we are bridging the gap between able-bodied and disabled people through real talk and real conversations from a wheelchair. Now, here's your hosts, Luke and Chris. Bro, Chris, I got to introduce you to my boy. I know you've met him before. One this time my, briefly. Yeah, but this is my boy. Been knowing him for about a little under a year now. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we, we've become cool friends. And I'm trying to get like him, bro. I'm trying to get on his level. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you say, yeah, okay, but uh, this is New York's finest. I'll take that. Mr. Duran. Thank you. Thank you. Heard it, What's good? What's good, y'all? What's good, yeah, bro? bro? You just That's got up work. I did. Happy to be here. You just got up work as well? Yeah, I did, man. Right, so, so we both been on the grind today. Yeah. Me? I have not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you say that was so much fun. I know, right? You're so happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too, right? like, you know, I need nothing oh. at all. <laughs> Look, today I'm happy. Tomorrow I might be sad. Well, why is that? Because I'll be bored in the house. I mean, I'll still be doing stuff. Don't be wrong. Like, I get around and do stuff. Like, I listen to other people's podcasts, right, right. see what they're doing, see how we can get better. Right. I'm trying to grow, do some mm-hmm. things. So, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Little, little, little things. So, I got you. Um, and like I told you the other day, I've been trying to work on some music and things like that. So, I heard. I'm, I'm definitely interested in, in seeing where all of that plays out and it goes. Well, I hope so, because I would like to get it where the podcast is my music. Yeah, there mm-hmm. we go. You know, That's what I'm we don't have to pay for nobody's music to be in the intro and everything like that. So, well, we're telling you, man, you got it. You got it. You got it. You just yeah. gotta, just gotta do, do man. right? Like, that's the main he, thing. Hey, just gotta he, do. He shared like two little things with us the other day. Hey, we were, we were rocking to that. You just gotta finish it. I told you, you finish one beat and you're gonna be gone. It's take off. There you go. Like that's going to be the driving force. That you got some inspiration there. I'm try- I'm yeah, trying. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's always, yeah, he's helping my brother out. I'm trying. I really am. <laughs> so, my God, though, <laughs> Mr. Yonkers, DMX, we got to start with some music right quick before, uh, we, got, before we jump into some serious stuff. <laughs> DMX, um, big fan, right? Um, he, he was always around the way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like he was a real dude. It wasn't like uh, a lot of your celebrities, right? Like mm-hmm. you see DMX mm-hmm. on the block and he was exactly who you think he was. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So a cool dude. If he was out, he was saying what's up to everybody, keeping it real. You know what I'm saying? And I said, uh, my whole family, a lot of my family still lives in Yonkers. So it, it wasn't, you know, unheard of to not see him. But, you know, he didn't live in, in New York anymore. He actually lived in Arizona. So, okay. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. He yeah. Came through, right. You know, he always showed everybody love, though. So it's always yeah. dope when you did catch a glimpse of him. So that's what's up. That is awesome, man. He was like my favorite rapper growing up. Really? Yeah. And a lot of people, if you knew me, <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. I can. So I won't say he was my favorite. I, I was definitely a fan, but being from New York and uh, I am, I am, Jay Z is my guy. I knew it. Okay. I get you. Jay Z is my guy. Man, yeah, he embodies. Everything that I strive to be. So. Yeah, no, I, I get that. Being from the South, man, a lot of people don't, they sleep on them. Yeah, you. Content, right? They don't understand the lyrical content. Right? Yeah. So the, the one thing I see that's a little bit different between like loving music up north and loving music down south is like uh, beats, right? So, like, mm-hmm. we like 
our beats and our, our rhythms, but we pay attention to lyrics a lot more often than right. most people do. Whereas in the South, you get a lot of, yo, did you hear that beat? You know, the right, thumping yeah. the trunk, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah. And it's more about like a, a rhythm for them, not necessarily words, you know yeah. right. Especially in today's music. No, not knocking it, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's different, right? right. And True. And it's different. So it's two different vibes, two different ways. Yeah, him and the locks. Locks is, now I love locks. Like, <laughs> Can't say nothing bad about D Block or the Locks. Like, to love everything they do, man. Like, especially Jaden. Like, that dude is, is, like he says, top five, dead or alive. Right. He's got the voice, lyrical content, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and stage present, all of that stuff wrapped into one. Jada is like one of my favorite to watch. You know, I got a deep voice, and people like, the girls like my voice. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah. If that's the only thing they like, they like my voice. <laughs> 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 I can see that man like for real like you know a deep voice like I feel like you got a radio voice that's what they yeah, say like yeah. real talk, you got a radio voice man so like yeah. I, I feel like if yeah, I, this is right in y'all's realm right because y'all mm-hmm. I, I feel like the combination when I listen to your podcast you know what I'm saying like it, it works well together y'all's two voices so mm-hmm. um, it, it's interesting man but your voice like the first time you spoke to me I was like whoa like, yeah, it's kind of like a, a bear just <laughs> Here I am, you know, and I was like, wow, okay, I didn't expect that. I, I don't know what I expect, but I didn't expect you to have such a big yeah. voice, you know. Yeah, which I had to use because I didn't know I really had that. So once I learned that I had it, I had to use it, yeah, yeah. yeah. you know, you to know. be confident and absolutely and things like that. But um, I was going to say this. I was jealous. I, I wanted Jada's voice growing up, bro. Really? Yeah. Nah, I don't know if I want the rest. I, I, I like that Razzie, man. There's something cool about that Razzie voice, man. I mean, yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's cool, I think, on records. I don't know if I want to talk like that every day. You know, so, I get that. Um, Maybe because I'm just thinking of it like that. Yeah. yeah, so you think about it from a record standpoint, it sounds great on records, but right. when, you, when you're talking to average, everyday people, you know, probably like, what you saying? <laughs> you say that again? You know, sorry, I didn't get it through the raspiness. Yeah, you know. I'll probably be irritated. <laughs> I mean, say, like, say, think about it, right? Like, great on records because he, he can do as many takes as he wants to with the raspy voice. Yeah. I'm talking to somebody directly, right? right? I'm talking to right. you. I'm talking to you. You know, you can hear my voice when he got some extra baritones and, you know, variety in there. You know, could yeah. you imagine Jada Kiss with a southern draw, like raspy and oh, southern? Oh, yeah. yeah. That'd be scary. That'd be terrible. Yeah, it'd be all. <laughs> but, you know. True, but yo, let's get into your life a little bit, bro. We know you from Yonkers. Yeah. How was that like? Um, I mean, it was different, right? Like growing up in, in New York is just different, mm-hmm. um, you know. So and, and then, of course, there are just different parts of New York. So, you know, Yonkers was a little more grimy than a lot mm-hmm. of the, the glitz and glamour areas, you know. So like it, it's definitely not Manhattan. We're very different than Brooklyn, Staten Island, you know, all of those places. Um, so it's one of those things where I've seen a lot growing up. Um, and I'll tell you, like, my whole family uh, <laughs> was basically like an organized crime ring. Like, you know, they, they was selling something, you know what I'm saying, or, or robbing something, you know, mm-hmm. stick up kids, dope boys, you know. So um, my upbringing was a little wild, you know. So involved in things that shouldn't have been at a really young age, you know what I'm saying, which is why I relate to Jay Z so much, right? Yeah. Like, um, he embodies what I see myself, right? Uh, guy that came from the streets to to go to somewhere else and reach a, a whole another plateau which is where you know i'm trying to be so like when you say you know you're trying to be like me 
I haven't done nothing yet. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just a process every day, bro. You know, no, no, I get that, but you, you know, you know what I mean, bro. Yeah, yeah you know. So, but you know, I, I want you to be you. You know. No, I'm definitely gonna be me and, and strive for the greatest that you can be. Because there's nothing special about you know what I do day in and day out, right? Like it, it's pretty boring. It's just um. I like to see others around me motivated and doing well. So mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing, right? You know what I'm saying? So trying to be like me, all you got to do is, is get around people that motivate you. Yeah. And you'll be just like me, but you'll be you. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's why I'm here because you guys motivate me. You know what I'm saying? Watching what you were doing, um, you know what I'm saying? With this podcast specifically, you know, like it's, from a disability standpoint, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, you know, bringing your guys' disabilities to the masses and saying, hey, look, you know, like, this is where we can change the game and, and these are the, the struggles that we face, but also at the same time, not doing it in a way where it's sympathetic, right? You know, no, saying that we can do right. it. Yeah. Um, you know, so people don't know, like, I'm blind in one eye, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, literally can't see anything. Close this right one, game over. Walking in the walls, whole nine yards, you know what I'm saying? So um, it, it's one of those things that, you know, I, I love what you guys are doing just because of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, so looking at it, I couldn't wait to be on the podcast. Couldn't wait to be here and, you know, get to sit and talk with you guys more than anything. It's, it's for me, like, you know, you can ask any question you want, but it's more or less just a conversation. I wanted to sit down and talk with y'all. Yeah. Um, pick y'all's awesome. brain just as much as y'all want me to sit down and pick <laughs> mine, right? So it's cool, man. Like, it really is. Y'all are doing something amazing and inspirational, bro, and I just wanted to be a part of it in any way I could. Um, so... What do you want to know about me? I'll give you more details if you want. You know, like you tell me what you want. You know, basis. Yeah, I grew up in Yonkers. I'm a city boy living in the South. Um, I got a wife, two beautiful daughters. Wife beautiful too. Let me say that. Like I said, I'm not me. She's cool, right? Like, yeah. You know, she um she's in the back on everything I do. Mm -hmm. So the success oh. that I have uh, that I've been granted has wholeheartedly been because she was there to push. Yeah. Um, you know, when you, you wake up and you don't have it every day, you look over and you see a woman that's, you know, not only does she work, she cooks, she cleans, you know, uh, she takes care of me, you know what I'm saying, make sure that my mental is right, my physical is right, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. so she's a driving factor behind our family, she's a driving factor behind my success, um, you know, but I'm older than I look, I got an 18-year-old daughter, and I've got a 15-year-old daughter who's soon to be 16, okay. um, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I guess you could say I am a, a budding businessman in the community, right? Like, uh, yeah, you do, you do insurance. You just started to. Right. Yeah. So uh, uh, I have an insurance agency, Burnside mm -hmm. Insurance Group. Um, you know, so started in November of 2020. Um, okay. COVID kind of pushed that. Yeah. Uh, completely honest, COVID kind of pushed it. Uh, you know, after working for people for so many years, I realized that, like, a lot of the misconceptions that I've been told about business weren't true. Right? Okay. Like, mm -hmm. um, especially in my industry, insurance, like, oh, you got to have a brick and mortar building for people to walk into. Mm -hmm. right? right. So COVID hits, nobody's coming to brick and mortar buildings. Yeah. Well, guess what? We never stopped selling insurance, never stopped servicing clients. Realized very quickly, like, I don't need a brick and mortar business. I, I can do this from my home, from my car, wherever I'm at. Um, you know, and that was, that was the main thing. And then when we moved back from Florida back to Tennessee. Uh, oh, so you started a business in Florida? No, I started my business here. So okay. I was working for a state farm 
uh, agent in Florida. Oh, good. Who I consider a mentor because he he honestly gave me the keys to the kingdom. Like, uh, you know, I had the the sales part of it down already because I've been in sales my whole life, but I didn't know how to run the back end of an insurance agency. Um, and he taught me all of those things and, and really opened the doors and allowed me to take a look and, and learn what I wanted to learn and take it and run with it. So moved back to Tennessee, um, go on a couple of job interviews and, you know, people are offering me pennies on the dollar, and, mm-hmm. you know, like telling me I got to make these outrageous sales goals. And I'm like, yeah, if I'm going to do that, I might as well do it for me because if I can do that and I do it for me, I'll make more money. Yeah. Right. Um, and I went home looked at my wife and she said, you're, you're avoiding the inevitable. God has already told you what to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That night I started my LLC. I haven't looked back since. So that was November Dang. of 2020. Um, and today we are a little over a year in and I have never been more blessed. I stopped trading my time for money, um, as I like to That's say. That's awesome. Yeah, so That's what's up, bro. That's cute, yeah. man. That's so, so huge. You know, <laughs> do you take your clientele to the cigar shop? Because I definitely want to talk about the cigar, cigar shop. Um, yes. So I pull a lot of my clientele from the cigar shop. I'm, oh, do you? I'm yeah. big. Uh, so... That's a big part of my life as well. I'm, I'm an avid cigar smoker um, mm. and I love bourbon. So I collect bourbons, uh, I smoke cigars. Um, but the reason why a lot of my clientele comes out of the cigar shop is because it's, it's a social environment. Yeah. You guys have been in right. um, and you can see everybody's having a conversation with somebody. There's always something going on. Uh, so it's a very social environment um, where you just get to know each other. You find out what everybody does. Mm-hmm. And eventually, you know, it comes up in conversation right. and somebody goes, hey, can you look at my stuff, right? Yeah. Take a look at my car insurance, my home insurance, you know, whatever, my renter's insurance. Um, so, yes, I do take a lot of my clients there because they're already there. We, yeah. We're there. We're right. sitting. It's an easy place to meet, right? Like, and it it, it takes down the um the defenses, right? right. So it's, it's a very chilled environment. Yeah, it's like a chilled environment. Yeah, and that's yeah. one place. Yeah. I like to go because I could probably hang out with you other places. Absolutely. Um, but I like to go up there because everybody's from different walks of life coming there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And they dig each other and they talk with respect. Yeah. They respect everybody. And yeah. I just I just love that environment. That's Absolutely. why I just keep coming. Again, it's you know, it's uh it's one place where you we like to say that you can go where everybody there is just a friend you haven't met yet. Right. Mm-hmm. So like uh, you could walk in tomorrow and it'd be three guys sitting in there. By the time you leave, you'll, you'll know something about those three people and, you know, you'll, you'll know a little bit more about them and probably build a little bit of a relationship. Um, you know, it's just, it, it's a great social environment, man. Like, uh, religion stays outside, uh, politics stay outside. I mean, it, it sneaks in every once in a while. Yeah, of course, yeah. Like, you know, somebody won't bring it up, but for the most part, we police ourselves. Um, when I say police ourselves, you know, we, it starts to get out of hand. It's like, hey, 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 like, leave that alone. Like, we're not talking <laughs> right. politics. Um, right. we're, we're not talking religion. I mean, <laughs> we can't even relax. Not yeah. do that. Uh, you know, so it's one of those things where it's a great environment, man. I absolutely love it. Uh, you know, and I tell people all the time, I don't go to the cigar lounge looking for business. Yeah. Right. Um, I always go in and just, I'm there to socialize, hang out, enjoy my cigar, drink a little bit of bourbon, um, you know. And it, it the business finds me, you know. So never high pressure or anything like that. Right. 
Chris, he just had a birthday a couple weeks ago. Oh, did yeah. you? Happy yeah. birthday, my dude. Appreciate, appreciate it. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I don't really drink a lot. But I'm I'm couple, that night. I, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I told him, I said, you can't come to my birthday party and not at least try something, right? Like, right. there were uh, some rather expensive bottles on the table. So, you know, I was like, hey, you should at least try something, right? Try like, something. Try something. Don't, 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 right? don't get inebriated. Nobody wants to, you know, get drunk or anything like that. But, yeah. um, you know, try something. Enjoy the culture. I did. I tried it. I enjoy oh, the culture. So now when I go up there now, I'm like, hey, let me get a cut right there. I go drink a lot, bro. <laughs> <laughs> man, listen, but so that's like you said, we've been friends for a little under a year, man, and like that was that was the first time. Uh, or at least the first time that I had seen that yeah. you had a drink. So, you know, it's one of those things that yeah, I, I'm not a big drinker like socially. I mean, sometimes if I'm comfortable, mm -hmm. you know, even then I'm like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. But like I just like to chill and yeah, I just I'm learning how to enjoy my my being the moment. Yeah, I'm learning how to be in a moment. That, that's a big deal. And to right, love the moment. Big deal. Um, so when I do grab a drink, I'm just chilling, man. The moment watching football. Right. You know, we that that was the day, possibly, Tom Brady's last yeah. game. Oh yeah. Yep. So yeah. you know, I'm just chilling, man. I'm just in a moment. Dude. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. That, um, it, that's how I live my whole life, man. Like, uh, I don't take these things for granted, right? So like, mm -hmm. the invitation here. This is this is a moment in time that we're capturing, right? Like, and it, right. it's going to be there for the world to see for however long, right? Yeah. Um, so when you, you guys invited me in and you know said come do the podcast, it was like, yeah, absolutely. Live in that moment, man. So right. this is this is our moment, right? It allows us to create a relationship that's a little different than the relationship we already had. So right. you know it, that's what it's all about, man. And enjoying those moments. Absolutely. That's something sure. I've been trying to do, man. Just not stress. Yeah. Over stuff, not overthink stuff, just Take it as it is, Absolutely. man, and just kind of lower your expectations. I don't mean like a bad way, but I mean, sometimes we expect so no, much that's, people I think in certain situations. It's like, you just just take it for what it is. and I think that's a know? very true statement um, with expectations. My dad told me one time, um, he said, "You, I expect so much of people. And he mm -hmm. said, sometimes that's a fault mm -hmm. for you because you expect everybody to come to where you are. That's not always possible. He said right. a yeah. lot of times you have to meet people where they are you know, mm -hmm. and allow them to grow if they want to grow with you to where right. you are. And sometimes they just they can't. So right. when you make that statement, you know, it's very true. Right. Like, so it's just a situation where stress does nobody any good. I tell my wife all the time because that's her big thing. She stresses and worries yeah. about everything. Right. I tell mm -hmm. her you can control what you can control. The rest of it, you just got to let it go. Yeah. That's it. You know, that's that's what I do in business. Like there are days where I'm like, my God, I ain't sold nothing in a couple of days. I better figure it out. I know what I can control though, right? I can pick up the phone, I can call people, you know, yeah. I can I can get out in the community, talk to more people, you know. But yeah. So getting out of the community, like what do you do outside going to the cigar shop? Um, so of course, uh, I am a member of the hundred black men of Bradley County, um, which is a charitable organization um here. Yeah, see that's why I want because I hear you talking about that, but I don't think I you ever like explain mm -hmm. that to me? I know y'all y'all trying to do some things. Yeah, explain yeah. So bit. I mean, it, it's, it does a lot of different things. There are a couple of different pillars, you know, um, to the hundred black men, but mostly it's about you know uh, giving back to the community, um, okay. you know, especially uh, at risk youth, um, especially from predominantly black neighborhoods. So 
uh, really what me and one of my, my partners are working on, Corey, is a uh, economic empowerment seminar. Uh, so where we're going to like put together a program for everyone. And it's not just, you know, African-American or anything like that. It's, mm -hmm. it's a program for everyone. Yeah, to Chris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, you definitely can come, bro. It's, it's a program for, um, you know, everybody to learn about different things. So entrepreneurship, um, you know, taxes, uh, insurance, investing, you know, saying buying a home, all of those things are involved in economic empowerment, right? Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times people just don't know how to take the first right. steps um, and, and don't understand how all of those things work together. Uh, so we're, we're putting together a seminar to, to help uh, educate the community a little bit better and, and hopefully give them a little kickstart in, and go in the right direction. That is so good. That's so needed. Yeah, man. Like, you know, they don't teach us this stuff in school. Like, so. I'm, I just got a promotion at the end of last year in my job. And so, like, it's kind of put me up there to where mm -hmm. I could start making some more moves and I'm like now I'm trying to like get it all the finances yeah. all that in order and it's like dang dude I wish I would have known like I wish I would have understood Absolutely. this stuff years Absolutely. ago because it's like trying to do it now man it's, it gives you a headache it wasn't taught to me right, right. And it's not a knock on my parents or anything it's just uh, you know they they can't teach you what they did right, yeah. so right. for the longest uh you know, financial knowledge is just not something that's traditionally right. taught in school, right? It's something you learn by doing real world things. So, you know, by the time my parents are financially stable, I'm a, I'm already a grown man. So now I'm, I'm going through those same transitions mm -hmm. and learning as I go. Yeah. Um, I wanted to change that. Uh, I wanted to give that knowledge to people ahead of time before you get out of high school, get into the workforce. Right. So as you get there, you know what to do with those paychecks. Um, you know what to do with you know, the extra money, you know how to save, you know how to buy your first house, you, you, mm -hmm. know, you know, what insurance means, how it protects you, right? Um, so that's what we want to do for the community and, and give back, you know what I'm saying? Now, of course, the 100 Black Men is involved in a, a whole host of other things, um, mentoring, you know, so uh, scholarships, they provide scholarships as well. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a whole thing, but the thing I'm working on currently, like I said, is the economic empowerment seminar. So, you know, so awesome. big deal. That's like good, that. man. That's gonna that's gonna help a lot. Yeah, yeah. Man. So, you know, we're gonna try to get it out there to the masses and see if we can't do. That's awesome. It needs to be out there to the masses. Definitely gonna change lives. So, yeah. it that's everywhere, like Cleveland, Chattanooga, everywhere. So, uh, anybody can come. Like, if you want to fly in from out of state, you can. Okay. Um, you know, we're we're about to start basically marketing to see what people actually want to learn about, right? So, like, right. we're gonna put out a. Um, it's a form basically that will gauge people's interest in specific subjects. Okay. Um, so, so we'll use data to figure out what we want to talk about in each session. Um, you know, but ultimately we want it to be as big as it possibly can. Of course, we want our local community to be there, right? Because right. that's what we want to affect first. Um, yeah. But we want as many people as we can possibly get. So we're we're looking at, um, you know, potentially doing like an event where you know local community can come in, but also at the same time we're going to record the series so that. If somebody wanted to, they could, you know, play it back and, and get right. that knowledge as well. So and it would be free. There's not going to be any cost to it. You know, we're not trying to monetize it and, and make any profit. This is literally us wanting to give back to the community and do something for the community so for awesome. free. Yeah. That's, that's so good. Yeah. Heck yeah, dude. Hey, these young kids are doing enough, man. That's they need to know how to make those next steps in life. Because most of us just get thrown out there and then you're like, 
you don't know what to do. You start making money and you just start spending money yeah. everywhere, you yeah. know, or just struggling to survive. That's what, so that's what we hear, man. I, I tell my daughter all the time, my 18-year-old, she's just recently into the workforce and, uh, you know, she's doing okay for herself, you know, and uh, I tell her, I said, hey, it's, it's, it's easy to spend money. It's hard to make it. Yes. So, right, like you walk into a store and you can spend it just like that, you know, mm -hmm. but it takes you a whole week to get it. Like, you know, two right. weeks sometimes, like you work two weeks before you get a paycheck or a week before you get a paycheck, but you can walk in and spend that paycheck in one day, one moment, one yeah, second. Exactly. You know, right. so it's, it's easy to spend it, real hard to make it. So right. make good decisions with it. Um, you know, and that's just, that's the difference of what we want people to understand. Right? Make good decisions. Absolutely. So I got a question. Okay. We was on TikTok then. Well, I was on TikTok. He's at my house. So, would you take? Was it? He said hundred thousand. Oh yeah. So the thing was, would you take one hundred fifty thousand dollars now? Mm -hmm. Would you take two million dollars in two years? So you have to wait two years. You have to wait, you have two, to wait two years. You have to wait two million years dollars. for the two million dollars. Yeah, I'm taking the one fifty. That's exactly. what I said. Now my initial thought was, I'm taking the two million. And he said, well, you don't know if you're going to be here anymore. That's what I said. If you die tomorrow. <laughs> so that's what I said. Well, I said, well, you get the 150 and you can die tomorrow. That was one of my thoughts. But, but the way he broke it down was super smart. He the way said, I broke it down? Yes. Okay. He said, he said, he said uh, what can you do with 150000 And I said, man, I can do a lot. Yeah. I, can buy, I can put get a house, yeah. get some things I need, clear some stuff. And I said, then I can get some revenue streams coming in. And he goes, exactly. He goes, so. And then he was like, if we get two or three revenue streams coming in, we could clear that two million before Easily. that two years. Easily. You know, or yeah. at least be on our way to do that now. Listen, like, man. You're if, smart. <laughs> if you had $150,000 liquid in front of you right. versus two million in two years, like right. you could take $150,000 of liquid money and make it two million much easier. Right. Like, especially, just think about it, like, what could you do to your podcast? Like, how much bigger could you make your podcast with a hundred fifty thousand dollar marketing budget? Right, exactly. Like that right there exactly. is game changer. Yeah. Now you can push it out to the masses in a way that, and you, uh, you know, what's going to happen from that? You're going to get more, you know, streams. You're going to get more yep. listens. Ultimately, that's going to bring somebody. That's going to bring somebody that's going to say, you know what, that podcast is great. Now we talking, you know. Joe Rogan, you know, Joe yeah. Button, you know, all of these figures. And, and of course, I know Rogan is controversial right now. But <laughs> but he is, is one of the biggest podcasters out there, right? $100 million yeah. man for sitting in front of a microphone talking. So, you know, right. this is a thing that's big. So that 150 could. Exactly. You know, so that's, yes, very much so. I would take the 150 without a question. Yeah. Same thing with the, the whole Jay-Z joke. Like, would you take lunch with Jay-Z or 500 grand? 500 grand every day. Every day, yeah. Love Hove. I do. Jay Z, that guy. Because you make it, you can have lunch with him anyway. Exactly. <laughs> and you might sit there quiet the yeah. whole lunch. You yeah. might not say a word to you. Like, man, right. I'm only here because I got to be. They didn't say I had to talk to you. Yeah. Right. Right. So yeah. I'm 500 grand. You know, I'm going to invest this money the right way. And Hove, hopefully, I see you in five or 10. Because he's like, right. yo, why would I give you, put you on game? You might not even take that game. No, exactly. I'm wasting my breath. I'm wasting my time right now. You got it for free, so he might not even respect you. Yeah, so. it, I mean, realistically, you want to raffle. <laughs> I feel like everyone can be wealthy. Mm -hmm. Like seriously, I believe yeah. everyone can be wealthy. Right. The main difference is, is most people won't take the steps to become wealthy. Yeah, that's the main thing. So that's it. Are you willing to go and get it or not? Yeah, you know, and I, I say that with my brother Dave. Mm -hmm. You know, my brother Dave, we played the game with him. Absolutely. And I'm like, in this age, bro, like, you can 
you can make money and do well. You can actually get rich doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Look at TikTok. And I yeah. think these young, the younger generation, like your brothers and stuff, have a little bit more of an advantage. Yeah. They grew up, they know these things inside. They, know that they have no camera. Like, they ain't staged fright, none of that. They just yeah. out there, dude. Yeah. Like, I'm like, dang, if I had that drive. Uh, and that's the thing. So it's, it's like, yeah. you know, it's just being passionate about something. So I, I believe you guys do have the drive because uh, I was listening to one of your podcasts uh, earlier today, and I can't remember which one it was. Uh, was it a recent one? I believe it was recent, but it said you guys had done 52. You, it oh. said it was episode 52. Terry? Oh, it wasn't 52 no. yet, but it was Terry Tucker. Terry, Terry Tucker, Tucker, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, ex-basketball player, you know, yeah. um, and, and I was listening to his story at, at work. Um, it, I actually do listen to the podcast. Thank <laughs> you. Like, um, you know, I was listening to it at work. <laughs> I was listening to it at work, and, uh, you know, I was just like, this, this is crazy, because, like, one of you, I can't remember who it was, made a statement, like, you're still smiling. Like after all of the things that he had been through, right? Like, um, you know, amputee, all these different things, right. and he was still smiling. Like, right? Do you have that type of determination, right? Mm -hmm. Like, where you could have all of these bad things happen to you, and still wake up every day and say, you know what, I'm blessed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying because, like, I mean, for about three months, I was completely blind. Mm -hmm. um, I had so I've got sickle cell anemia diagnosed at uh, birth. So it is a blood disorder that affects the joints. Uh, so my red blood cells sickle and cause pain in knees, ankles, elbows, you know, other um, you know side effects of sickle cell is, is like the fact that I'm blind and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So I was telling the story of you know how I got to uh, ultimately where I'm at, like uh, you know sight in one eye and. Woke up one day um, after doing my normal thing, you know, going to work, right. come home, laying in bed, wake up the next morning, can't see anything, like literally nothing, like pitch black, you know, mm. scared, shook, you right. know, all of the things that come to mind with something like that, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so I had three surgeries on the left eye and two on the right. Um, after the third time of the retina detaching in the left eye, I, just, I couldn't do it again. I was like, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. It's a six-week recovery every single time. Mm -hmm. um, so we're talking about out of work for six weeks, no income for six weeks, you know, right. all of those type of things. But of course, I had a, a family at home, so um, it was quite a bit. It was serious, but what we were ultimately talking about was just, you know, picking up pieces and continuing to go forward. Like we were talking about the, the guy that you had on your last podcast, Terry, you know, being blessed, even though he went through all of those things. Um, it's the same for me, right? Like I I'm blessed to be where I am, even though I've had so many disadvantages and you know, opportunities to say, you know what, I'm just going to give up. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so I, I think you just, like you said, you know, you, you take those things in stride, you do what you can every day, right? Right. You, you tackle what you can handle um, and what you can control and you let the rest of it go. I couldn't yeah. control ultimately, you know, what was going to happen with my eyesight. But what I did know was like, I wasn't going to allow it to ultimately be a factor in keeping me from achieving what I wanted to achieve. Right. right. So it might not have been an insurance if I couldn't see anymore. <laughs> you know, it's got tight, that type of stuff. So, yeah. you know, there are some things that I, I think I could probably do with outside. So, and again, so it's very likely I will lose sight in the other eye at some point. Um, really? You know, we don't know if that's 10 years from now or two months from now. We, we had a guy on um, towards the beginning 
Oh yeah. I can't remember his name right now. Yeah, I know. Um, I but he went to league. Mm-hmm. And he was a cool guy, played basketball here. My name Keith. Keith Dodd. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Okay. And um had a freak accident with, with yeah, uh, yeah, um you know those elastic like bands that yeah, it was like workout bands. Yeah, yeah, it went it came off his foot, smacked him in the face, and he went blind in that moment. Wow. And now he, um, the crazy part, he said that he drove himself to the hospital. Yeah, he said he could barely make out like lines and stuff like that. Yeah. Just like dark shadows. Somehow he got himself there. Wow. And, uh, wow. If you, yeah, if you can, go listen to his. Cause yeah, it's an amazing it, episode. It, he had a positive outlook too. Yes, he did. Okay. I mean, he's, he's had to get, and still has to go to a lot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that so, the outlook and, and, and being positive, man, like, um, I heard a great little thing the other day. It was like, uh, you know, change. I have to statements to I get to. So like, mm. I have to go to work mm. instead of I get to go to work, right? right? Uh, I have to pay these bills. I get to pay these bills. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, uh, so all of those different things. It's it's mindset, right? Like, um, and I think that's a big part of my success is really just keeping a positive mindset because the first year of my business it was scary. There was some times where it was like. You know, one week we might eat steak, the next week it might be ramen noodles. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I don't know, I'm gonna pay the rent for this month. Like, you know, but um, keeping a positive outlook, like, hey, it's gonna work out. You know, we, we're doing the hard work today so that we don't have to do it in five years. Yeah, right. um, now, if I would have just figured that out when I was like 18. Exactly, there you go. <laughs> would have been great, but you know, yeah, getting there now. So that's what you know, making progress and making moves and getting to be here with you guys. So, you know, I'm doing something, right? right. Definitely. And I definitely enjoy podcasts. You get to talk to people. Yeah. Yeah, you get to talk cool to people, people all the time. You know, what I'm looking for is I can't wait to see somebody flipping on y'all. Like, you know, where y'all are being interviewed and you know what I'm saying, talking about what you're doing. So that, that that's gonna be the game changer. Cause I can't wait to get y'all talking and you know, because I'm a blabbermouth, like I said, I will talk until somebody tells me to shut up because I enjoy the sound of my own voice. So you know. I'm, I'm you cool. Questions, we, we cool with that. <laughs> but I do want to ask you something real quick. Sure. I know you talk about a lot about a positive mindset, but was there ever times or are there ever times when you like get like down, depressed, Absolutely. angry? Like how do you pull yourself out of that? What is that go-to for you to get like say, it's my wife, man. Yeah. It really is. Like I'm not uh, you you've got to have that person in your life um that will pick you up when you're down. And it, it doesn't have to be a spouse, right? Because uh, right. I'm that person for a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, I, I have a, a young guy that I mentor. He, he was getting into real estate. He took the real estate test like eight times, you know what I'm saying, before he passed it. And like the last time we sat down and had lunch, I just told him, I said, you're going to pass it this time. Like, I'm, I, I feel it. I know it. I, mm-hmm. I can feel it. You're going to pass it. You know what I'm saying? And he called me. He was like, guess what? I passed. So you just need that person, right. regardless of who it is, you know what I'm saying, to, to have your back. Like, you know what I'm saying? Everybody goes through something. Um, for yeah. me, that person that I turn to is always my wife, right? Because she can see it before everybody else does. Yeah. She, she sees it. Like, she can look in my face and go, stop. Like, yeah. get it together. Pull yeah. yourself together. Get your stuff together, right? Um, take care of what you got to take care of. I, I had a, a a big ordeal dropped on me today, man. Like, and, you know, called my wife and, you know, told her what was going on. And she said, you all right? You know, mm-hmm. like, got got people to feed here <laughs> get yourself together yeah you know lock in um you know and go take care of what you gotta take care of tonight so 
again, you just, you got to find that person, you know, whether that's each other um, or, you know, a, a, another friend, uh, you know, a parent, whatever, you need to have someone in your life that is unbelievably positive because right. we all have down days. Yeah, yeah. There are those moments I hide from my wife, right? Like, yeah. you know, there's those moments when you're just in the shower and you had it, like, you know, you just, you gotta, you know, like gotta tuck it in. Yeah. You know, like, <sighs> yeah. you know, do one of those. So, um, but yeah, man, like keeping a positive mindset as much as you possibly can is, is right. a big deal, right? Um, and having somebody else that'll help you with that positive mindset because you can't always do it on your own. Right. It's just not possible. So, you know, I think every time you've seen me out and about, man, like, you know, I'm, I'm normally a big personality in the room, even though I'm a small guy, I'm a big personality. So I, I like to be positive and, and uplifting and, and right. fun going and just, you know, all of those things. So I try to be that for a lot of people. Man. It's uh, well, well yeah. respected. So when I, when I say, like, I want to try and be like, that's what I'm talking about, like being well-respected, dignity, like, there's a quote that I want to read. I, I, I'm going to, because I'm a, pod, like I told you, I'm a podcast guy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, Pat Poos, you know Pat Poos? Of course. Pat's so, that guy, you know, hmm? that, uh, Yeah, you New York. You yeah. came to New York and I know Pat Poos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say money isn't everything. It doesn't make you a man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, because he said a lot more, but yeah. it doesn't make you a man. Character, dignity loyalty and respect make it who you are yeah, that's it. like you've been imagined it's not measured in money no never right. has been for me so so when i say that i'm gonna clarify what i mean by that yeah for sure because obviously we want to make money and, and do all that but like the character what i see when we at the cigar shop and how people interact with you because just going to your birthday and you was like blown away out of all the love and support yeah, yeah. was there. That's big. It ain't just black people. No, it was it, honestly, man, that night was shocking. My birthday <laughs> was like, it was humble. Like, yeah. um, I'm already a humble dude, but like that, that night specifically mm-hmm. was like, not just because so many people showed up, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, and, and there's a couple of recorded speeches that like thinking about them, like I, I get a little emotional. Like, <laughs> Um, but it was also like the, the text messages I received from people that were like, look, I'm so sorry. I can't make it. You know, mm-hmm. love you. you all these, but it was, it was an opportunity to, so it's nice to be recognized. Right. Yeah. Like I, I'm always right. said, I'm not a guy that needs the pats on the back and all that. Right. But, um, that night it was nice to, to be in a room full of people that genuinely cared. Um, mm-hmm. because a, a lot of that group is the core that pushes me to, to be great, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and to try to succeed at everything I do because uh, when you have a group of people like that that are just, they show you they care in ways other than you know financial ways. Like a lot of people showed up and they brought stuff, but the fact that all of those people came was a big deal in itself, mm-hmm. right? Like just that, you know, you, you took the time to show up and come through and, and sit there and be like, yo, I wanted you to know that. You know, I appreciate being a part of your life because that's that's really what it is, man. Like we all, one way or another, we're intertwined, right? So it, it, everybody plays a role in your life, whether you believe it or not, they do, right? right? Yeah. Like each one of these interactions means something. So right. I don't know what will come from this today, but it, it plays a role, right? Maybe right. it's just the, the fact that after this, y'all feel more comfortable calling, 
you know, and saying, yo, Duran, like, you know, what you up to? Can you, can we talk through this? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, like yo, Duran, like, do you want to sponsor an episode? Like, whatever it might be, you know what I'm saying? Like, whatever it might be, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all feel comfortable enough to do right. that because you've got a little bit more insight to, right. you know, so um, I, I've been telling Luke for the longest, man, like, you know, however I can help, I'm totally, you know what I'm yeah. saying, down. Like, whether it's you, you need to pick my brain about some small business stuff or, you know, you you need me to put you in contact with somebody else, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, that's ultimately my goal is not to be, an insurance salesperson is to be a connector in the community. That's that's the oh, that's real awesome. goal for me is to be a connector in the community. So and that's that's pretty much what I want to do. Yeah, I want to get in Cleveland, do stuff. It's, I love podcasting, but I want to be in the community. Yeah, absolutely right. doing stuff. But th this is absolutely an opportunity uh, to get to the community. Like the main thing is, is you know, I think for you guys is making it to a point to where more of the community knows what you're doing. Um, right. You know, so like. Have you guys ever thought about like there's a great group on Facebook right now that's ran by one of the guys that frequents the cigar lounge? Rob Alderman. What's he, happening? He actually listened to like we're supposed to get up. We haven't I have a song in a while. It's been winter time. I hibernate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a bear, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like literally, I think the first time I went to the cigar shop in a while was for your birthday. Because I I don't leave the house when it's cold outside. I got it. I got it. And you know what I'm saying? So like I haven't seen him in a while, but he had listened, and I seen him out one time. He's like, I've been listening. He didn't tell me. I was like, oh, man. But I know he's one of the big guys out here. We can get in with him. He made it. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you you might just, you know, Rob is always great about giving you a few, minute, a few minutes of his time. You know, like when I, I started my business, um, you know, everybody was like, yo, you need to meet Rob Alderman. You need mm -hmm. Rob Alderman. So I, I made it a point to go out of my way and meet him. And finally, we sat down, had a 30-minute conversation. He gave me some great nuggets, right? Mm -hmm. Like just, you know, of of insight. Um, you know, so I was appreciative of that. And a lot of times you just need to find somebody that can give you that insight, and, right. you know. But the group I was talking about actually, like, it 17,000, 18,000 strong. Like, right. you may just want to post in that group and say, hey, you know, we have this podcast. It's about X, Y, Z. If you're free, take a listen because a lot of people are listening to podcasts right now. Believe it or not, like yeah. it's, it's really big. Yeah. Um, so you know, if you if you post to eighteen thousand people and you get an additional one hundred out of that, you know, that's it's significant. Good. Yeah, that's yeah. significant. You know what I'm saying? So because that one hundred is going to say, "Hey, I found this podcast." Right. It's cool. They're going to tell somebody else, and before you know it, that leads to two hundred. Two hundred leads to four. And four leads to you know. So you just you know little things. Man. Yeah, we have a. We got business cards, but the other day, a guy at the cigar shop was talking to me about it, and I literally gave my card up. The last card, I forgot to put more in my wallet. Yeah. To a guy that I, I've seen at the CBC was talking to me about his sister, you know, just becoming in the wheelchair and things yeah. like that. And um, so he didn't know. He, she was like, she's, she don't know how to live life now. And I'm like, it's just an identity. It's an identity problem right now. She, right, she yeah. lived a life not in the wheelchair. It's adjusting. Yeah, right. so when she finds her identity, yeah. being in a wheelchair, and she she'll be back to the normal person she is. Yeah. You just you know, you you love her, you want her to be happy again, but she she got to work on that herself. Yeah, that's gonna take a moment. Yeah, it's gonna That's why I'm trying. So I, it was a guy we went to the other day. He uh gave me five and kind of hugged me a little bit. Oh, that dude. Yeah. Okay. So you know because, and I be knowing people too because I used to work at Walmart. So when people see me. Oh, uh, Walmart. That's Walmart guy right there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Always, dude. <laughs> Dang, bro. 
I'm like a D-list celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, outside of the cigar lounge, I'm not very popular. You know, like I don't know too many people outside of the cigar lounge. Like, man, I'm sure you do. I know a few, but like the cigar lounge is really it's. I enjoy being. I, I really don't go many places. Like to be honest, I home cigar lounge office. That's that's about what I do. Well, when I leave out the house, yeah, that's, that's I may cool. ride around, but if I'm going with somewhere to sit, I go to the cigar shop. I go home. I may go to the little coffee shop up here. Yeah. Because I love coffee. And I, but I like, I don't like to go in there because I have to pay for coffee. Right. right. Coffee at the house. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that, you know, so I get it. I totally understand, man. Like sometimes you need that outside coffee. Right. Because if you hit, you're like, oh, man, it's hit today. But so I, I do have a question because, Chris, you said I could ask y'all yeah, a question. So, ask question. Ask wait, so, what inspired y'all to start this podcast? Yeah, I'll go. So, I mean, for me, I mean, I've always wanted to kind of make a difference and have an impact and, and give back, you know, but ultimately it was just like, man, I just kind of felt, I felt like we were reaching a point of me and Luke always having great ideas, talking about things. And I was like, and he kept bringing up the podcast. And finally, one day I was like, you know what? F it. We're just going to go for we're it. Gonna go. We're going to do, do it. it. And that's it. Cause I was like, we got to start doing something with our lives, man. I was like, all everybody else, are, well, not everybody, but a lot of people around us are successful and got mm-hmm. businesses and stuff. But you know, it's like I try to get in with that, but that ain't never happened. So I was like, we got to just do it for ourselves. Okay. And then you know, so then we started talking about like what we want to do, and uh, you know, Luke's like, let's make it about you know disability and all that. It's like, shoot, I'm down. We can talk about that all day long. That's yeah, our life, yeah, man. You know? Like, I, so I think it's awesome. But uh, that's kind of where, where I was at with it. Me personally, I love podcasts, like I just said. Right. Um, it's a good way to get in the podcast with the pandemic and things happening. Mm-hmm. Now is the time to do that. But I had just quit my job. Okay. I was already talking about doing it before, but um, I felt like working at Walmart was cool and I make money and I pay my bills and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But like, I felt, for me, I felt like society was like, this is the only job you can do in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, obviously I can probably I can get other jobs. I'm not saying that I can't, but that's the way it was. On me. Right. This is the only job. Even talk to my managers. I have a problem. It's just like kind of smug. Like so, even if it wasn't true or not, I was still feeling like you ain't gonna go nowhere. You're not gonna quit because this is the only job you get. You left me hired you. Uh, so mm-hmm. that was kind of the vibe I got. And one day, like I said, one day I quit. I called my mom up. I was like, mom, this is the last day I work here. I called out. A couple of days, I had some PTO time. It's a protective PTO. Yeah. I used it all up. <laughs> and it's money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still so getting my money. <laughs> I'm getting check, baby. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I stopped going. It, it was probably looking back like it was unprofessional. But in that moment, Chris could tell you, bro, dude, it was this, good for the heart. This I was dude miserable. was so burnt yeah. out, but yeah. just come I, on. Like, again, I tell you, I'm a big proponent of not trading your time dude, for money. money yeah, right? Yeah. So if you're not doing something you love, why do it? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, people think it's crazy that I, I genuinely love insurance, but you got to understand how insurance impacts people's lives. Mm-hmm. When they're going through the worst of the worst things, Insurance is normally that saving grace. Someone dies, life insurance, mm-hmm. right? 
Right. I deliver those checks, right? It, it's a right. terrible moment, but, well, you're, you're providing but I get to provide them a moment, little right. bit of security in yeah. that moment, right? Mm. Car accident, yeah. wreck your brand new BMW, whatever it is. Well, you got the right type of insurance. Hey, don't worry about it. You good? You hurt? No, you're not hurt. Not a problem. They're going to replace your car. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's genuinely, it's more about actually caring about helping people and doing right by people. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, hey, some people just don't fit my agency, right? Like, mm-hmm. if the only thing you're concerned with is price, you're probably not a good fit for my agency. Yeah. Right. Reason being, my job is not to sell you the cheapest thing, it's to sell you the right thing, yeah. right? right? The right product to protect you. So if you want to do the price thing, there's 15 million insurance agents out here. I'm sure somebody's cheaper than me. There's always somebody cheaper yeah. than me. Yeah. But do you want quality service? Do you want quality? Do you want reliability? Yeah. And reassurance? Yeah. So, you know, and yeah. Do you want to know you're properly protected, right? right. Like exactly. When it goes yeah. wrong, do you yeah. want to worry about like, man, I should have bought that coverage. Yeah. Right? You know? yeah. <laughs> so, That's funny. Yeah. So getting back to it, I quit. And I made the right decision, but being an impact, everywhere I go, I'm, I am an impact. That's why you see people stop me and say, Mr. Walmart, Walmart man, or something like that, because they notice me. Even though I'm a black dude in a wheelchair, yeah. they don't talk to other people that work at Walmart like that. Yeah. But they see me, they come up to me, they speak to me, laugh and smile. But, you know, I do the same thing. Like when we first met, you know, like first couple of times we met, like, yeah. You be riding down the street. I'm in the car. I see you. I hit the horn. I whip over. Yo, what up? You know, like, yo, it's good, bro. What yeah. you doing? You good? You know, I have a quick conversation, man. Because, again, um, I feel like you've made an impact on me. You know what I'm saying? Like, knowing you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm happy when I see you coming in. Like, seriously. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, I'd love to see you come down, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like the place. You know, come in and kick it. You know what I'm saying? Come through. And that's, uh, and that's how it is. You, you know, me and you, we just started a podcast. I think we would probably... We probably didn't even have like at least 10 episodes like released yet. So we just brand new, brand new. So I remember Devin, yeah. you know, mutual friend. Yeah, absolutely. Devin hit me up one day, and you know how he is. He he drops in. Yeah. It's a no man. It's a no man, bro. Like it's a no man. Yeah. So he dropped in. Hey, what are you doing tonight? I'm no, I'm just chilling, man. Hey, so uh come to the cigar shop. Like I knew where it was at, but I didn't been there before. So you know, I'm like. All right, it's Devin. I gotta go. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. So I go up there and chill, and I'm just hanging out. And he introduced me to you, yeah. and I, I think that was a godsend because, like, like I say, I'm trying. When I say I'm, I'm trying to get like you, you. you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, again, it's just um. So for me, it's it's never being shy about being in any room, right? Like, uh, I. I I always think I'm the life of the party. I, I walk into a room where I don't know nobody. So I, I actually you. know if you're there or not. Because if you're there, I'm going to hear your voice. Yeah. I'm going to hear you. I'm going to hear you laugh and do something. So yeah. if I don't, that five minutes, if I don't hear you, you ain't in there. <laughs> you know, so it's one of those things like uh, I, I've never been shy. So, which is why sales has always been easy for me. I've never been shy. Like, you know, I'm the kid that walks in the room and I would never say I was a class clown, but I was a kid that, you know, if you tried to crack a joke at me, you know, you had to know one was coming back and it's probably going to be 10 times worse than yours. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And same time, you know, I, I just was never shy. So it's easy to do what I do. And um, I think it's really just getting comfortable, right? Like, right. 
only way to get comfortable is to do it. Right. So, you know, if you want to make an impact, you, know, you just got to get out, man. You can't can't be hibernating. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, that wind gets cold out there. It does. It's, it's a lot. It's, it's funny that you say that because drink champs. I was watching that today. It was my thing, bro. Like, Noriega was on there. Like, it's Noriega, you know, like another DJ. Yeah. Effing. DJ Effing. Yeah. And they had um the one I was listening to, Papoose, the one I was listening to. He was talking about getting uh, Benny Siegel. Mm-hmm. He said, you got to leave the house to get your flowers. Mm-hmm. He said, you can't sit in the house. You got to get out the house to get your flowers. Absolutely. And that, that was one of those quotes. I didn't write it down. I, put, I recorded it mm-hmm. because it was so much. And where I'm at in my life, when I be hearing gems like that, I either type it in my notes or take yeah. a video yeah, of it yeah, or something. Yeah. Um, because you know I'm getting old, my brain ain't like it used to be. <laughs> I got a to-do list, bro. Like I, everything I need to do, whether it be personal, business, whatever, it goes on that to-do list. And I just I go through and try to get it off, <laughs> like for real. But uh, that I I believe that statement very much. If you guys are really looking to get ingrained in the community and, and you know uh, you want to make an impact, the only way to do it is to get out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You got to get out into yeah. the community. Um, you know, let people see your faces, let people see your smiles, let people see you do. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? So I think you both have great personalities, man. And I'd love to put you around more people for real. Like, you know, so. Yeah, we definitely, I'm definitely like, I, I yeah. love it. I do too, man. This I, thing's got me doing more things than I ever thought. Yeah. I'm like, I got me off the comfort zone. Yeah, and like, for real. you know, even with Instagram, check Instagram out. You see our face, you see us a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah, y'all posted the, the little video on your Instagram with the little girl that wanted to play rock, paper, scissors. So I sent it to my wife. She was like, is this okay to laugh at? I was like, yes. apparently she thinks it's okay. So yeah. I, was, I was like, never mind. You don't get it. I was like, yeah, you, you, right. you don't get it. But, but, and that's one thing that we, why we like to do it too, because we put people on game. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a disconnect sometimes because she doesn't want to feel like she wants to laugh because she doesn't want to hurt somebody's feelings. feelings right. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's that's cool. But sometimes it's like, yeah, laugh. This is this is what yeah, it's about. Laugh. It, it is like that still. Because like I was at a meeting with my boss today, and she was telling me about something. She's like, oh, if you do this, this, and this, they could they could give you this, or they could give if you come into the office, they'll give you a parking space. And I was like, oh yeah, that's cool. I could just park my wheelchair out there. And I died laughing. I bust out laughing. But she didn't know how to she take goes, it, right? She laughed. She, oh, okay. she laughed and she goes, mm, that's that's not good. <laughs> I was like, it's hilarious. Like, I mean, I I make fun of myself all the time, man, because I know what my eye look like. It's crazy. Like one's here, one way over there. I tell people it's like, bro, you better watch, I can see all the way around. <laughs> Yeah, like I really can't, but you know, even follow me. It'll look like I can't. So you know, man, like you know, you're just having fun and making fun of yourself. But you can't let disabilities define you, right? You know what I'm saying? Like seriously, man. Like um, you're no different than anyone else. You're just in a wheelchair. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's how I've always approached it. You know what I'm saying? So, like first time we met, I ran up on you and dapped you like you were the homies. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you I mean, you wasn't yet, but yeah. I expected you to be a homie because you was introduced to me by a homie, right? Yeah. So, you know, it was all love, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to treat you any differently because you're in a wheelchair. And, and to be honest with you, I'm kind of surprised you and Devin are cool. cool. Why? Here's the thing. See, I've been knowing Devin since, well, okay, yeah. about 18, 19 years old. Okay. You know, I've known Devin from a lot of levels of life. Mm-hmm. 
So sometimes I still see Devin when I met him like this, like worship leader, Got it. you know, Got loving it. Jesus and doing all this. And so all of those things are still true. It, it is to a point though. Right. <laughs> so life has a way of changing you. Yeah. You know, so as you grow, get older, like it, I think the influence from Devin's parents was, you know, very apparent, right? No. Right. But everybody grows, right? So Devin, for me, like uh, we met through uh, AT and T. We mm-hmm. both worked for AT and T. We just kind of clicked from day one, man. Like, um, you know, I was really loud mouth street guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, because again, I'm still that. I'm still a loud mouth street guy. Like, yeah. you know, um, I just I've learned to to be business savvy. Yeah. Um, you know, so Devin was the quiet kid. And I was like, man, if you you ain't gonna make it here if you're quiet. Like <laughs> you're a salesperson, you got sale, you might have to, you know. So um I think we just kind of clicked on us being completely polar opposites. Mm-hmm. Um right. and and becoming friends was cool, man. So love Devin to death. Uh you need to get him in here. Man, how ass Devin. Yeah, what time? Mr. No man. Man, Devin is got some stories. Devin is Devin. Yeah. <laughs> I know if he get on the show, we're gonna have some conversations because we've we've been through a lot though. And he's a, I, I love that dude. So yeah. I tell you, it could be in, in 15 minutes. I'm like, come on, Devin, let me know you in town, bro. <laughs> we like, hey, you want to meet me here? <sighs> yes, because yeah. it's been however long yeah. you know, yeah. since the last episode of you know the Devin show. So and when you know you with Devin, you're gonna have a good time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, that's a real authentic guy. He is. Um, I just, you know, that's my boy. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, man. I so like, I'm very glad I know him because I got to know you. Yeah, for sure. Um, and again, like I said, it, it, relationships create new relationships, right? So Absolutely. because of that, I, I got to know Chris. And now I'm here doing the podcast, you know what I'm saying? Like, and looking forward to seeing how I can help you guys grow in the future, man. Like, regardless of what it is, uh, like I said, I'm here to help. Um, I appreciate y'all letting me come on and run my mouth for a little while and you know talk about some of the things I'm doing. Yeah. So when you start to really get into those things with the, the hundred black men, then we definitely gonna have you back on because yeah, and stuff. Obviously, I'm gonna know about it because I'm gonna ask you about it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Right. We want to know more about that. We want everyone to know about um, Definitely, bro. Like doing stuff in Cleveland, and we come out there and show love. You know. It's all I'm all about support. Okay. Uh, the community. I'm support anything that is w- worth it, I'm about. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, so I didn't bought we didn't bought hoodies from a childhood friend of mine. Okay. Yeah, I do Mike. Um there, therapy is dope. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What you doing? Shoot, I screenshot it and post it on their way. Yeah. It don't matter because sure. yeah. you know, um, People won't support you until you're already there. It's too late now. Like, I need your support. So, and, and I'll tell you, I, I got a weird take on that too, right? Mm-hmm. It's partially true. Mm-hmm. The people that you expect to support you okay. won't actually well, support you good. until you that, Yeah, that's I got good. you. Right? Because the people that I expected to get support from day one when opening my agency blew my mind and were nope, 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 nope. Complete strangers, though. Yeah. When they see you, you're you know good character and that type of thing. They'll they'll jump through hoops for you because that's true, man. We don't do. Yeah, that is that's kind of deep because 
you know, a lot of people, so I uphold a lot of people that when we started this, that supported us from the beginning. Right. You know, um, I always give them the flowers because it takes a lot to, you know, everybody's not going to support you. No. Starting off. No. And everybody, uh, it's the thing of, I think, um, <laughs> so it's kind of funny, like I think back, you know, to the, the statement, my dad always got to stop expecting people to meet you where you are, right? Sometimes you gotta go meet them where they are, right? So this expectation that we hold certain people to like, should have known better from the beginning, right? Like just, they've already shown us. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, it's one of those things where as long as you're doing the right things, we promise you, it's gonna come together. It's gonna yeah. come together. When, when it happened, cause we, we, had, a, we had a buddy, I'm not gonna say his name because I don't know if he listens to us now. Uh, <laughs> we not starting no beefs. Yeah. When, when the one New York is in here, you know, but and we not starting no beefs tonight. You already know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, I told I had, we had a conversation, and just use that as motivation. Hey, yo, mm -hmm. they're gonna wish they supported us from the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And that became our motivation. So we do have people. They come on in and comment, oh man, y'all doing something. And yeah, it was like, thank you, I appreciate that. But like, where was you at the beginning? Like when we try to make some business, do some business with you, right? You kind of push us off. Again, man, like I'll tell you this that the businessman will tell you this, right? Because the street guy completely understands what you're talking about. The mm -hmm. businessman, um, don't hold on to it. Mm. Don't hold on to it, right? Because, as I told you, everyone plays a role. Yeah. When they play that role, you don't know. You don't know, right? So it may not have been their time to yeah. to be in your relationship, to be True. in your sphere, right? True. So, right. you know, and it may never be their time. It may never be, yeah. but just don't hold it because it's right. no good for you anyway. I've learned how to take, not take things personally. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm gonna lie to you. Like I said, sometimes it's I hard. But I try to be healthy with it. So, like, if I can make it into to motivation, mm -hmm. right. I will. Absolutely. You're supposed to. Uh, what's, the, what's the dude name? The book? Uh, Entrepreneurs on Fire. John Lee Dumas. Dumas. Okay. In his book, he yet. talks about that. I haven't read that one yet. Um, book on business and entrepreneurship. You might like his podcast. Mm -hmm. um, he talks about hey, don't get don't get mad if they say no. Yeah. You know, because down the road, it may be a yes. Absolutely. Right. So I mean I've I've learned and, and try to take those principles. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, like I say, it's, it's hard. hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. Like again, I, I was in my feelings, you know, when I first started my business. Like, why aren't these people, you know, right? That's, it's not their time yet. Yeah. So right. that's, that's it may never be that time. Right. But you got to do what you got to do regardless, either way, you yeah. know, and just keep it moving, man. So, right. so we, I, we have validated ourselves. Mm -hmm. right. And then, so when people come in and validate us, it's a support. Yeah. Because yeah. I couldn't, again, man, I told you, I couldn't wait to do it. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, so, you don't even have to ask me twice, man. Like, just tell me when. So, um, you know, like, it, it, I think what you're doing is special. Yeah. If I didn't, I wouldn't be here. Um, <laughs> 
you know mm-hmm. so yeah you know my I, I told you i don't trade my time for money anymore yeah so, so for me giving you this time is worth more than anything because it means i appreciate you guys because i was willing to give you the time you know what i'm saying like i don't know conceited stuff but i really think what you guys are doing is truly special like it's a platform that is very much needed um and i'm just lucky enough to know two guys that are that are putting it on you know what i'm saying so yeah that's what's up this is special man and i'm glad i was able to do it I'm glad we was able to have a conversation it didn't even feel like a podcast it felt more like sitting in a room with that's what we want that's what we like we really like to have a conversation and I, I was trying i ain't gonna lie to you bro i was trying to learn some stuff about you without asking you <laughs> <laughs> well you could ask did you is there something you didn't get to ask me I'll, well I'll right now like right now i think i'm good i just but i was, I was saying the other day i typed in i typed in your name the only thing i can come up with is is your your, your, your company mm-hmm. and that's strategic some outstanding reviews that's that's, <laughs> that's strategic there's, there's some there's some dirt out there somewhere i'm sure i mean I, i'm sure i probably could find some stuff but yeah, yeah, you know on facebook we got some mutual friends but i don't know i'm like look what's up there dude? Oh, Gates. Gates. Oh, Gates. Ah, Let me know. Not- ah, there's that. There's that. <laughs> there's that. Uh, so, yeah, that's that was prior to the yeah. you know, business, man. That was prior to Burnside Insurance Group. So, yeah, that's a, I ain't going to go too much in there, but uh, <laughs> man, I had the privilege to know him by that name. Yeah. And that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I, I, I'm not embarrassed or, you know, ashamed of anything I've ever done, man, and all the way to, to where I am today, man. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all of those things that, that's another podcast, man. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. That's well, another yeah. podcast. That that's a that's a two hour conversation in itself. Like if we just talk about that section, you know, like, but, yeah. <laughs> like but, that section is <laughs> a section by itself. So I'm horrible at explaining things. Okay. So you uh so outside of cigar shop, me, you, and a couple other people play two ten. Yeah. Yeah. Can you Explain to me what you told me about taking time off the game. Um, so I think it's important for people to hear it. Well, I mean, it's, video gaming is supposed to be relaxed, right? Yeah. Like I'm 38. Yes, yeah, I, I still play video games. Like mm-hmm. um, I'm not recently just because it got to a place where it was frustrating. Mm-hmm. And once it's there, it's no longer good for me. Um, so you have to protect your mental health yeah. at all yeah. costs, right? Um, video gaming for me was that place that I went to to alleviate the rest of the stuff from the world and once it becomes anything different than that I'm stepping away from it Mm. you know what I'm saying so and realistically right now um, I'm not playing just because the time is better allotted somewhere else Uh, one it got to the point where you know I was neglecting you know, like certain things at home, like, you know, I, I should spend a little bit more time with wife, but I, you know, business can, is, can lock you in, right? So I'm mm-hmm. like so focused on growing a business, making sure that I'm doing everything right. And then I come home and I'm like, I just need to decompress for that. So I jump in, you know, jump right on the game. And my wife is like, hey, <laughs> yeah. Mr. So Burnside, yeah. Yeah. you know, so, uh, you know, I take a little, take a little break to one, uh, reallocate some of that time because we we play for a while sometimes, you know, a couple mm-hmm. hours. Uh, so reading, uh, doing like, uh, you know, listening to podcasts, like you said, reading, uh, audio books, you know what I'm saying? Like all of those type things. Um, of course, you know, hanging out with the wife. So 
uh, all of those things are good for your mental health. You know what I'm saying? Like knowing when to, to step back. So for you, like you said, every once in a while, you just go through a phase where you're like, you know, you're kind of done. And I told you, yo, I, I understand <laughs> that's great. Like you're supposed to, right? right. Um, you need to pull back sometimes and, and know what's good for you and what's not. Um, right. Everything is not always good in abundance. Yeah. So, um, you know, but I, I do enjoy playing Xbox a lot, man. Like, you know, 2K is, is probably, it's the only game I play, to be completely honest. Like, I, it's not true. I got GTA. I haven't played that in a while. <laughs> um, you know, but what else? I had a couple of shooters that I like, like the Division. You know what I'm saying? Like, again, man, like, yeah, you know, we, we just had a, you know, full conversation and, you know, there's so much more we could go into, like, I'm a pretty diverse person. I'm kind of weird. Like I'm like a, a little bit of a nerd, I would say. Um, probably a more entertaining nerd than most nerds, but yeah, I'm definitely like I'm, I'm a geek. <laughs> like for real, I bury yeah. my nose in books every chance I get. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, a lot of educational material. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like um, so, it, I, I've always said anything people don't want you to know, they put in a book. <laughs> They don't want you to know it. Yeah. They put it in a book. Yeah. Because 90% of people won't pick up a book and read. Right. So you want to learn something, it's very simple. Pick up a book. I'm an audio, audio book. I am too. Because there are certain books I just cannot consume by reading them. Right. Um, it wears me out, like, to, you know, 600-page book. And, yeah. <laughs> and a little print. It's like, God, this is boring. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, audio books, riding to work, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, riding home, sitting in the office, got you know, 15 things I need to type up, I'll turn on an audio book, you know, and, and do what I need to do. So I think that's a good way to consume. You got to know which way to consume information, man, that's yeah. what's best for you. So. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so that's one of the reasons too. So sometimes I get on the game, mm -hmm. like that's why I mess up music. Even if I don't even, I may delete it. Mm -hmm. I may de even delete it, but I'm trying to learn the craft. Yeah. Or listen to a podcast. Yeah. Something I got to like, have my brain go. Uh, don't get me wrong, I still play the game, but I might not be on it as long as I used to be. Yeah, and that's me. So, and that was part of it as well. We started playing later and later into the night. Like, yeah. you know, it started when we play at like 8.39, and then it got to like 10, 10, 30, 11. I'm like, man, by the time I get on, I'm ready to go to bed. Like, yeah, that, that's I'm, me too, bro. I'm on a business. Like, yeah. you know, I, I'm up at 7.30 in the morning getting ready to start my day. So, you know, yeah. I can't be up at you know, midnight playing Xbox and letting that run into, you know, the next day. So, yeah. you know, responsibilities, man, and making sure you take care of your mental health is, is a big deal. But so. yeah, so when you, when you told me that, though, it, it hit me. Because I was like, man, so I just be learning, you know what I'm saying, every day. So That's what it's I, wanted, I wanted to explain that a little bit because it meant something to me. Yeah, yeah, man. So. Like, I, I take care of me. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, um, the best way... To explain it is like, how am I able to to go and be my best if I'm not taking care of myself, right? Yeah, so if I'm not sharp mentally, not sharp physically, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, um, you got things weighing on you, you can't you can't be at your best. So, you know, I step away from things that are not good for me very quickly, which is why I love the cigar shop, right? Like, yeah. it's a really calm environment most days. Um, most people that are there are coming to get away from you know the stresses of the world hang out, have a good conversation. Um, and, you know, same thing, like a glass of bourbon never hurts. You know? So, <laughs> probably go home and have one tonight. <laughs> <All right. laughs>
I thought if I had some bird mother brought it over here, it had to cut with you. We had to stay. Let's see. Next time. Next yeah. time we'll do. Next time we'll we'll talk about all of my weird quirky little things. I, I that definitely, I like. I, I'm actually about to ask you. You got any more questions? I'm good. So yeah. we're gonna do a little couple wrap up questions. Okay. So I'm gonna ask you, but yeah, next time, uh, I'll bring a cup. You bring your finest bourbon. We can do that. We we'll do that. sip on something while we have them. That's what's up. Sure. <laughs> let me give me three of your favorite birds. Three of my favorite birds. Okay. Um like everyday bourbons or like favorite ones I've tried. Uh is there's a difference. So give me like an everyday, give me something like. What if you celebrate? Like you see, like, dang, I'm gonna celebrate. Like I'm in a festive mood. Like I drink coffee. Okay. I drink it black, but sometimes if I'm in a good, good mood, I put a little sugar in that bad boy. <laughs> so I know what I'm. Getting. All right. So everyday bourbon is gonna be Buffalo Trace. Um, you know, it's it's still kind of hard to find because bourbon in general has made a resurgence. So okay. Buffalo Trace. Uh, if I gotta drink something every day, right? Um, celebration bourbon. Uh, would probably be like Blanton's or E.H. Taylor, um, either one of those two. And then the rarest bourbon I've ever had was an experimental batch of OFC, and it cost about 35 grand. Oh, Jesus. Did it get you drunk? No, it, it, it did not. It, you know, it was this much. It was, you know, one of the guys that frequents the lounge, Okay. Um, you know, he, he had two of 15 bottles and he didn't even tell us what it was before we tried it. You know, we, oh, wow. we tried it. Uh, you know, we talked about where we thought it came from, like which distillery we thought it came from, how old we thought it was and how much we thought it cost. And then he dropped the bomb that, you know, it was an experimental batch of OFC that was, I think about 20 years old and <laughs> you can't buy it at this point, like doesn't exist. Mm. But if you had to, Put it in monetary form, it'd probably be about thirty-five thousand dollars. Jesus, hey. yeah, that's crazy. No, I can never do <laughs> crazy. For real. So you know, again, interesting things happen at the lounge, man. It does, and I just be sit back looking at people like yeah. now, like I, I, I drink a little bit because I just, yeah. I, I'm getting to that point where I'm like, like I said, I'm getting there. I'm chilling. It's, it's a culture. It really yeah. is. It's a culture, right? So like, uh, both are separate. They can be enjoyed separately, cigars and bourbon, or they can be enjoyed together. Mm. Um, you know what I'm saying? So both are definitely cultures, man. But like, yeah. Anyway, that was one of your closing questions. What else you got? I'm, well, I'm gonna do cigars. All right. So give me like two or three cigars. Uh, like, all right. Um, so a cigar that I'm really digging right now is the Undercrown Ten, all decked out. Um, it's a full body cigar. Mm. Uh, looks great. Tastes great, smells great. Um, so that's one that like I can smoke every day right now. Okay. Um, one that I would have for a celebration would be like uh, Arturo Fuente Opus X. Um, I've heard y'all say that before. I've heard really that. hard to get, you know, like so when you get them, you enjoy them. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, what's the most, what's the, what's the 
best cigar I've ever had. I don't, there's so many. Um, best cigar I've ever had. <laughs> it's between like the Padron 80th anniversary and probably an Opus X Magnum all. So, none of that means anything to either of you. But. He really don't. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. It might mean it might mean something to somebody. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm asking. Somebody. And then I, this is a, I usually don't ask three questions, but it's another cigar question. Okay. Why don't you, uh, like, the ash? Why do y'all keep the ash on there? Like the the. the it's kind of like yeah. a, a game of with men. Like it's just you know the longer the ash, the more dominant. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I'm sure there's more. There's like I've heard that like you know, smoking through the ash helps filter this and that, and blah, 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 blah. but realistically, like it's really to see whose ash is the biggest. Like you know, <laughs> I got it. so, of course, it's always one of those things. Yeah, you know. Like, so, you know, I thought I was doing really good one night. You met Corey. You know, yeah. I, I sent him a picture like, "Yo, look at this," and he sent one back, and it was like this. And I was like. <laughs> Mm, you know, so it's, it's it's just it's a little game we play, man. So it's really just it's about male bravado, yeah. and and some woman bravado too, because there are a couple women that smoke, um, you know, and they they hold their own. So I don't yeah. want to alienate anybody because one of my favorite people to be around um, in our little cigar group is is definitely a woman. So yeah, that's good. If I think I know you talk about, she seems I never really had a conversation. Yeah, never really had a conversation with her yet, but. She's, yeah, she get in there with all the dudes and yeah, she yeah. she holds her own. And Jackie Maddie, you know, Corey's wife. So Jill and Jackie yeah. um, love being around both of them, man. So the culture is, you know, it's male dominated, but more and more women are, are jumping in and, and it's nice to see. Yeah. So I got, we got to get Corey over here too, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah. We got to get both of y'all over here because I would love to have y'all like, um, I love y'all energy together. <laughs> it's different. Yeah. It's just like big brother, little brother, man. That's, yeah. that's really like my big brother, bro. Like he introduced me to cigars and bourbon. For real. Yeah. So, Dang, so cool. he, he put me onto some first time I had some Tennessee, Tennessee whiskey. Yeah. It was last week. Yeah. And it came from him. So was it like 140 proof? I I, I didn't I didn't look because I don't want I can't look at that like that proof stuff. Like I just gotta drink it. Yeah. Corey likes the high proof stuff. If you if you if I see the proof, it is higher than a certain number. I ain't doing it. You shouldn't look at nothing we drink then. That's what I'm saying. That's what I did. That's why, hey, you're like, hey, look what you want. Anytime somebody never, just give me something smooth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Let me get this right here. Like this. I'm asking you. I don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, we we try to we try to take care of people when when they come in, right? We don't ever want to uh, alienate anybody and like give you a a drink that's gonna kill you, right? Yeah. Like you know, yeah. no, I didn't have some Everclear by accident. Yes. Yeah, see, that's the problem with cheap liquor. Like <laughs> that's the problem with cheap liquor, man. Like you, I tell people all the time, like you want to stop having bad experiences with alcohol, stop drinking cheap stuff. Like mm. there's a reason why you know the cheap stuff is easy to get. You know? Yeah, it, you know, so you know you don't want to feel like death the next morning. You know, don't buy so cheap. <laughs> Well, I had it, but I had a shot. I thought it was a shot of vodka. It tastes terrible. It does. Well, it burns all the way down. Yeah, it yeah. burned. I, I did think my insides burned. 
Yeah. I was yeah. coughing and I, I was like, this 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 is it. <laughs> this I'm is death. Die. This is death. Yeah. <laughs> so this is what it feels know. like. Yeah, pretty much. So I'm done with my questions, bro. All right. So I'm I'm gonna change mine up a little bit because I just want to and I just be curious to what your response is gonna be. So as far as your business goes, where do you see yourself and where do you wanna be in like the next five years? Um, so there's a game plan for all of that, right? Like uh the first step is to make it to a certain premium mark. Um, and then the next step is to start acquiring other smaller agencies. So um, the game plan is not necessarily for me to keep selling, mm-hmm. you know, for the rest of my life. It's to get to a point where I have enough income coming in that I can prove to a bank that I'm okay to acquire other smaller agencies. As I acquire those, change processes and procedures, bring them into the 20th century, you know, put in some different things, make them to my liking, and then go out and do it again. Um, so five years from now, um, modestly, I would like to say I'll be the first millionaire in my family. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so awesome. Oh, well, I'll root for you for that. Bro. Absolutely. We already on the way. Bro. Yeah. On the way. Absolutely. So, and so lastly, kind of what do you want people to take away this conversation oh man i don't know we covered so much man like um what there's a couple of things right like uh don't trade your time for money do what you love right find something that you genuinely love and go do it Um, and the money will come right um and then don't let your disability be a crutch, mm-hmm. right? Um, because there was a point where I, I thought I would never see again. Um, and immediately I was like, okay, we have to make the best of this. The world is not ending, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. so, you know, figuring out how to navigate in the world, um, you know what I'm saying? So a disability doesn't mean that you're not still very capable, mm-hmm. right? So uh, those would be the things I would say, take away from this. That's awesome, man. That's such good, that's yeah. such good information, dude. Man, that's what's up, It's been a pleasure meeting you. You as well. Again, again, again right? Let's have like, a real conversation. We, we got so, to know each other a little bit, you know, and, and like I said, hopefully I'll get to see you guys some more in the future. And, absolutely. You know, we'll, we'll get out. And You'll definitely see me, because. Yeah. Like, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll call grab some lunch or something out. like that. All right. So you we know, don't have to, like, sit in the smoke-filled room all the time. We can go do something that, you know, y'all enjoy. Because, uh, I want to know those things too, you know, like what y'all like to do. So we'll figure that out and, and we'll, we'll get it together, man. Most definitely. Man. Yeah. But again, I appreciate y'all having me and, and let me, you know, talk and talk and talk some more. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, when you talk, that's makes our job. I'm just saying it's just wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like to talk. I, I like <laughs> to talk. You know, people tell me all the time I like to talk, but um, I will allow you guys to wrap it up. I've had fun, but it's time to get some dinner. Oh, yeah. Yes, we did. All right. We're going to the next time, bro. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Then Wait Podcast. If you believe in what we're doing, be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to the podcast and check out our Patreon page. Don't forget that you have worth and value. And if you are ever in need of encouragement, feel free to connect with us on our socials.